0: Trevor, thank you for being on my podcast. My pleasure. We had a wonderful lunch. At least I did. You just had <laughs> soup. You only had soup. So what I want to ask you, Trevor, I've been seeing you around the club for years because you've been a member of this club for 30 years now?
1: Na- eight, February 1992, so almost 30 years. Right, right. And tell me how you
0: first... Do it, Tell me how you first... Not how you first... What I want to know about your childhood, where you grew up, where you're from. Well, I was,
1: I was born in... April nineteen fifty five, um, basically Essex, which is just east of London. Um, I lived um, the first, well, sixteen years in a place called Dagenham, um, which is famous for, say, the biggest Ford Ford plant outside of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, normal education, um, you know, infant school at five, junior school, and then high school. Um, I left school at just turned 16, mm-hmm. um, went to work in the city um, for a stockbroker. Um,
0: at 15, right? I 60, I at I, 60, 16. I interviewed at 15. At 15, um, yeah. I
1: took, so I took my high school exam in June of 1971 when I was 16 and two months. Right. Um, so I finished my exams on the Thursday, um, on Saturday my mum took me to the uh, to buy a new suit and uh-huh. on Monday I started work on Monday, uh-huh. July the 3rd uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I retired June 30th last year so I worked for 49 years
0: Okay, now you've skipped over a whole lot so let's get back to
1: first of all right. you have a brother that's 15 years older than you? Now, I have a brother who's 15 years older than me um, a half-brother, yeah. had half-brother had the my mum's first husband passed away when he was just a baby Okay. Uh, my mum remarried married later and then I have a sister as well, it's a full sister. Right. Um, but say, a half brother, a full sister. sister right. um, my parents uh, both passed away. Right. Um, my father was 80, mm-hmm. my mum, when she was 75. Right. Um, my dad, um, so initially he, w- he worked in Falls at Dagenham. Mm-hmm. Um, later he actually got a job in London, but uh, initially worked for Falls, that's why we lived in Dagenham. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a very good sportsman. That's where I get my um, sporting knowledge from.
0: I mean, I should mention that because I've watched you all the time. I mean, even at the old time, mm. always playing squash. Yeah. Always coming there playing squash. Now, we talked a little bit about your childhood too because mm. you said growing up, you had disadvantages compared yeah. to the other kids, but you never let that stop no. you
1: uh, from doing what you're well doing. I was born um, handicapped mm. um, all down my right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. What happened was... Um, my mother, uh, during the birth, had a heart attack.
0: How many months was she pregnant? She was delivering. Delivering? Um, when she was delivering she had a heart attack?
1: Yeah. And so basically it was, I believe it's a lack of oxygen to the brain. Um, I, had a, a, I had a reason for a, an MRI when I was 42, and the MRI shows brain damage um, caused from a lack of oxygen. Um, during, it happened during the birth, okay. um, something, something to do with my mother's thyroid, um, all, I mean my mum my was a very active woman, she was a ballroom dancer, mm-hmm. um, her favourite actor was Fred Astaire.
0: S- that was my favourite actor too, uh, you know. I thought he was the classiest guy on the planet. Uh,
1: she loved Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and yeah. uh, um, my father say, was a sportsman. He was in the army for a number of years um, during the war. He was actually in Burma, which is mm-hmm. now Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a regimental sergeant major. Okay, okay. Um, he was a very good sportsman. But he, how uh, long did how long
0: did he stay in the service? Um, Do you I don't know? he drum never drum.
1: he never th- ever discussed. His army. Is my his army That's
0: typical of people that age. Yeah. My father was the
1: same one. Yeah. He never discussed. Mm-hmm. He never ever discussed his army career. I know he, I read his once his uh, service record. It was mm-hmm. very very distinguished. I can um, imagine. you. know, very good things about him being reliable. And I think I'm reliable. and I got that from my father. Mm-hmm. he was a good tennis player. Mm-hmm. And he was an army champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on my father's side, the family, I have cousins who are professional cricket players like baseball in the, in the states uh, another one is a semi-professional was a f- semi-professional footballer including an england cap uh, mm. for, and also a very good golfer okay. so my f- that side of the family is very sporting my sister um she's she's older than me she still plays to this day she's 69 she still plays tennis and badminton and mm. teaches uh, netball mm. Right. Um, she's a very good, very good swimmer, county mm-hmm. swimmer, county mm-hmm. netball player. Mm-hmm. So the whole family, my dad's side is very mm-hmm. sporting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've always been very sporting. Yes, yeah,
0: you said you played everything. You did say, everything, that was in there. I was, was
1: very lucky did. as a as a child growing up. As a, um, we lived right next, as I said, near a, near a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this park, I mean, Dagenham is is a very working class area, but this park had a Olympic swimming pool. A pitch and park, which you call par three. It was called par Uh, three, right? A stadium with the football pitches, running track, um, enough space for 10 cricket pitches, 15 football pitches, swings, tennis courts, bowling green for my father, everything. So growing up, um, I was always, always playing. Mm.
0: Um, But that's because of the Ford plant was there yeah. and there was so much money coming in from that because that was the second largest. Yeah, da-
1: Dagnum was very much a, a town built around Ford's works, okay. um, there's Dagnam, well, there's also a place called Dagnum East, Dagnum East is very near, the just off the Thames River, mm-hmm. so in those days you had the barges and everything, um, So Ford's was built near the river, mm-hmm. and railway lines into London, everything, mm-hmm. um, built, built around Ford's and say. My, my my infant school was called Ford's Infant School. My junior school was called Ford's <laughs> Junior School. Um, so very much part of Dagenham mm. was built around the Ford's plant. Mm. Um, sadly, I think 20-25 years ago closed down, right. um, like many plants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a bit like Detroit. I've so what,
0: what is that your town doing now? Because everything's gone. Have you been back since that's, I since it's closed? I've been
1: back uh, for fifteen years. Um, fifteen years. My my daughter. Who lives in england went back um last year and she sent me some photographs of the street where i was i, I firstly spent my my uh, my early years and the park is st- still there okay but all the, the stadium's gone the swimming pool is they've actually bought yeah, taken them all it's away it's all grass it's stadium's gone swimming pool's gone the, the golf course is gone it's just a massive green area now and mm. people can walk in the dog and go for a run know, that's it
0: yeah. My goodness, okay so then, okay, so that's your early age, and then you told me you started working when you were 16, 16. Yeah. so let's get in that route again. I like that.
1: but well, when, when you 're in England, now we have what 's called the comprehensive system for school, mm-hmm. but in my day, it was when you were 11, you took an exam, mm-hmm. and depending on the result, you went to what I call a state school, um, just secondary education, or you went to what called a grammar school, which is higher learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I passed my exam and went to a grammar school um, where um, you're taught slightly higher higher standards, mm-hmm. higher level of maths, higher level of various subjects. Um, so I, uh, when I was 15, I took my O-level mock exams and then took those in February, went to London. So I went for two job interviews. One was an accountant who wanted uh, a level, which was 18, and I was going to leave at the end of the year when I was 16. The um, stockbroker a stockbroker, Shepson Chase says. When can you start? As I say, so I said, oh well, my last exam is end of June. I can start beginning of July. Exactly what I did. Um, I had no idea what finance was. I had no idea what stockbrokers were.
0: But you, but you knew you were good at numbers.
1: I knew. Always knew I was good at numbers. Because um, you? Yeah. I say. As a kid growing up, I was always, and before I started school, I already knew my time's tables. Um, and but who I taught you? Me.
0: How, but how do you go about teaching yourself the time to, because you, you got the book? Yeah. But who taught you to read? That's something I'm curious about.
1: Uh, Your mum read in school, no. My, oh, parents, so so my, parents, was my parents were both working, mm-hmm. um, um, and my sister was slightly older than me, so she would teach me some things but not much, because brother and sister, three years apart, right, we were right. very, very different. Right, right, um, right. You know, to um, say the <laughs> least, yeah. <laughs> and she was, she's actually much smarter than I am, Much. Um, but I was very good at maths at an early age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just, throughout my life I always fell into things. Mm-hmm. My job, say, accountants, because at school I was taking like maths, commerce, accounting. Because mm-hmm. you were good at it. Good at it. Right. Um, I wasn't taking languages, I wasn't taking music, because but right, right. you
0: stayed in the areas that you loved. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Mm. Um, so
0: Without thinking about what it would uh, lead to?
1: No, no idea. Um, I knew I had to, I always knew from an early age that I had to work in an office, I couldn't do manual labour because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of my, phys- right. my physical problems, right. so it was always going to be, my, you know, my, my most important muscle was my brain. Okay. Um, right. Um, so I um, I fell into stockbroking, um just uh, usually as a back office I mean in those days I mean, it's very different nowadays my first my first week at work I was I had to work in the messages department okay and it's the way the firm did basically message you, you go you run around the Bank of England around the stock exchange mm-hmm. you, d- you deliver right you, you deliver messages you deliver documents right and that's the one way you learn about the City of London
0: okay so, <laughs> so you, you know you, all the streets you know yeah
1: you, know, you, know, you have <laughs> you know, oh, got to go to the Bank of England and take this you gotta to go to the stock exchange take that you've got to go to the so-and-so firm and take this so you're learning about the City of London for the f- just one week and, and it's funny because um, I really enjoyed that and I was quite enjoyed it but
0: now at that time, were you, were you still while you were 16? Yes, I was just 16. 16th, so you are So
1: they call, yeah. you basically called a
0: runner, right? So yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. most of the measures, in the, most of the measures in, the, in the department were, I'll say, the average age was 60. Okay, right. I was and 16,
0: the big gap, <laughs> and I, I was 16. And then there's a big gap, and you're 16. So they but made exactly, you go, there
1: for a week just to learn various places in the city. Uh-huh. You know, like where Lloyd's, these insurance brokers were. Right, right. You know, where the Bank of England is, where slow change is. So right, you knew right. where the buildings were, right. and um, you too,
0: but there's something else you said to me too because I'm just thinking: Were you actually physically running to these places, or did you have a bicycle? Walk or fast. You walk, walk fast. fast. Yeah. walk fast. Sometimes,
1: sometimes when you went, when I was working, um, not long ago, I was working in the back office in the transfer department. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had to get certain documents to a to a building by, let's say, eleven thirty. Okay, you'd leave the office at eleven twenty-five, and you would run. You'd run to get there with a two. Bags full of documents. Right, you'd run like five hundred meters, or you know, right. eight hundred meters right. to get there by eleven thirty. So they're really in time for that day's business. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was quite funny.
0: Um, <gasps> and you did that what for a year or just? I for a did that
1: for two years. Two years um, in the back office, mm-hmm. uh, and then so I became slightly bored with it. Um,
0: what do you mean it was your choice to leave if you wanted to or what do you mean what
1: yeah I, was, I mean I wanted some, a bigger challenge it was you know the job was not challenging enough okay okay just in the back office doing documents and and sending letters yeah trans- sending letters about missing certificates or missing you know so it was quite boring you know I was getting bored with it I wanted more um, and I got a phone call I went to an agency mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking for a new job um, I got a phone call one night and you the firm was called Model Roland, um, which is an American firm. I had no idea. I, was at, I just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Um, it was set up by two Jewish men uh, who left in, in the late 1930s. Um, and this story is funny as well because these two guys had no money. They actually set up a financial firm um, called Model Roland. Um, eventually, it then became Shields Model and then became part of the Beish Group with no money at all how could they do that well the story goes that they set up an office and um, a brokerage office in in new york in manhattan somewhere and someone brought in some share certificates to sell and why why the, mr one of the guys was talking to the client the other guy took the documents went round to the bank Put them in the bank, cash them in, so they get the money, to get mm. the money for the documents to to pay for the sale. <laughs> it's it's okay. an amazing story about these two, you know, these two Jewish guys. It's that this in man. the nineteen thirties, from oh. nothing. Yeah, to huge,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. huge. There Does it still exist? Does it still exist? Well,
1: say Motorola mm-hmm. became, Motorola became Beish, and Beish is part of the Beish group. Okay, um, yeah. Um, so uh, and then say, so, so you got a job there, and then I got a job there when I was eighteen. Doing what? Um, I was the the boy on the desk. It, we, we was trading equity <laughs> um, and also fixed income. And the equity side was um, companies like British Petroleum, um, rolled Dutch Shell. that would have. Shares listed on the land stock exchange mm-hmm. and ADRs in New York, American deposit receipts. Okay. And you could arbitrage between the price of the ADRs in dollars and the, and the BP or shares mm-hmm. in pounds sterling. Okay. And you could arbitrage between the two and you could transfer from ADRs to shares and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And you can broker between the difference in price between New York and London. Remember, this is, this is the time of no mobile phones. There was a phone. Right, you're right. Mobile phones. There telex. Telex. <laughs> um, so, and I was just taking down prices. In, in those days, we had, brokers were like, in before this was before Big Bang in 1986, so yeah. you had jobbers in London were basically market makers for equities, and brokers who just get prices they relayed the prices to me. I'd write them down and relay them to Julian, who okay. was the trader. Um, and and then he decide to buy or sell, because the price is different between London and New York. Right. Or they might think the share price will go up in New York, so let's buy them in London first before it goes up in New York and make money on the difference. Um, and so Mr. Rowland was very, very smart. Um, back in the day, um, 1983, three, there was a rights, BP had a rights issue. Okay. Um, they basically issued shares. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you were involved, if you were one of the leading bro- in investment banks for the rights issue, you could not trade the shares. So Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Citicorp, in the States were mm-hmm. leading this deal. And they could not trade BP shares during the, the sale of the rights, the rights mm-hmm. issue. And modell, mr modell was sorry, writer motor Rowland, mr Rowland declined to be part of the initial offering so he continued to trade the shares okay. during the day and this was back in march 83 um, and, and the weather, and julian my boss lived in chelsea which is like 50 miles from london and british rail very unreliable i lived in Dagham underground to work every day bad but reliable, reliable
0: okay much more than british so, real so
1: i'd get in right. i'd get in the office at eight o'clock the market opened at nine thirty. and julia would come in you know eight thirty. and then do, do the business but overnight from new york we get message from mr R- mr wrote and say please buy so many bp shares or so many sh- shell shares or so many british tobacco shares yeah, uh, normally at market, which means at best. Okay. Um, and during the rise issue, say so we could trade the shares that most of the big banks in New York couldn't. Um, we had a, I mean, again, I was totally unaware of what I was doing. We had a, an order to buy um, these shares um, at market, mm-hmm. and then on the telex overnight, which I, Julian would have, mm-hmm. and. Then for some reason the trains got delayed um, and Julian didn't arrive until after the market had opened so what happened uh, basically I'd asked I'd asked the I'd asked my boss what should I do and he uh, the director of the bank is mm-hmm. said no idea so I asked the broker who was laying prices from the London Stock Exchange what should I do and he told me I think you should buy the shares yeah. Okay. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, they said, I "Think you should buy them at the opening." And mm-hmm. um, so we got the prices because in those days, the price was fifty thousand shares at this price, hundred thousand shares, this price plus a penny. Okay. Because the, b- the bigger Maybe. the size, right. the bigger the price because okay. the more risk the the market maker had. Um, so basically, we decided. I decided on my own back as a. You know, A very young man to buy because my boss wasn't in yet to go ahead and do the trade Um, and luckily enough the price went the price went up by the time by the Mm -hmm. time my boss came in uh, the price was higher and he was very happy with me and by the time new york came in they were much much higher so new york were very very happy um and that was that's
0: uh, you started to get your that's you, you, you became noticed became noticed in mm-hmm. fact now how old were you when this happened I uh, was nineteen so they thought you were a genius no I just for did they think it was luck did they think it was luck what you it, did or was, did they think that you, you really
1: expect it was luck but of course it was but but you're not gonna no one's gonna say that. Uh, it was like also the fact that I was I was reliable. Um, also, okay. I'd made a decision. I hadn't. You had to make the decision. Frozen
0: because you could you could have frozen if I've you'd done, done that.
1: I've, I've done nothing. There's no there's no gain. There's no loss. We wouldn't be talking about your retirement
0: right now uh, yeah. from the financial firm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, if i had done nothing, nothing, right. happens. nothing it's happened. It's not my fault. Right. Julian's you, you made a decision. And it was work. a good one, It's going to be a good one. So mm-hmm. the thing is, Julian. I mean, my. That turned out to be the day of my first official business lunch because my boss then took me to, to lunch at a very famous fish restaurant called Wheeler's. You never forgot it? Huh? Never forgot it, yeah. Wow. Drink, you know, that beautiful good, food, two-hour lunch, wow. um, drinking, drinking lots of wine, lots of, lots of vodka.
0: So where'd you go on from there? So from there, you, did you, when you, after you left that firm, where did you go?
1: I then went to <coughs> a UK so like a firm called Greece and Grant. Who um, mm-hmm. were actually um, again? The f- uh, They're actually very active in Japanese convertible bonds. Okay. Over like, it was my first experience <laughs> of dealing with Japan.
0: Or even thinking about Japan.
1: I hadn't even, I, did, I didn't even know where Japan was. <laughs> <or Okay. right. laughs> Who did? Nobody really did. I mean, right. remember in England we're very an <laughs> island race and we're not very good about um, <laughs> other countries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so my first experience of Japan was um Bruce and grant um where i worked for four years and then i was um because we were de- dealing and those i was in the bond department trading mm-hmm. things called convertible jamming convertible bonds i was then approached by uh, nico securities to come and work for them uh, my boss was a, again an englishman okay. all, the, all my bosses were all the englishmen this guy was tony whedon he approached me to join him at nico securities um, idea to trade Japanese convertible bonds I still this was 1981 by okay, that time right. no sorry 80 yes sorry 81 because it was I joined in 71 73, 73 74. Three, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah 77 77 I left I left um, 73 I left Shepherd. 77 I left um, Motor Rowland who then she was Modell uh, and then joined Greece and Grant in '81, okay. um, so I hadn't been to Japan, been working ten years, and then my last year I was trading convertible bonds, um, and then in '82 um, my boss left um, to go to another firm. I didn't go with him, but I was, again I was unhappy working for. I was unhappy working for the Japanese, okay, because at the time working for the Japanese in London. Um, I was frustrated because as a trader you make you make decisions mm-hmm. but as a trader for a, a, a Japanese company in London the, the decisions are always made by the Japan head office which is basically in Tokyo okay and then relayed overnight okay and then you have to follow those instructions and this time I you know makes no sense so I just I again I decided Look for the job, and I got a job at um, Bank of America.
0: So, from Bank of America, what happened? Bank of mm. America. I left. Bank but of you Russia. came over here with Bank. You but were here for a year, America. right?
1: And then Bank of America had some financial troubles. And also, they weren't, although they were established in Japan, they weren't a full branch in Japan. Okay. So, for a re- re- reasons, they had to move the traders to Hong Kong. Okay. Which meant I had to go to Hong Kong. Um, I've been in Japan just over a year. I'd say I did enjoy Japan so much. I was enjoying Japan so much. Eighty five, eighty six, Is there,
0: was there office by any chance the red brick building that sits right across from the palace? That
1: was the bank's building. That right. was the bank was right
0: yeah. there in the Bank yeah. of America right above it. And yeah. right if you stood in front of the fountain, yeah. your backdrop that, would be them.
1: That was the commercial bank. Okay. We actually I, actually I had an account in, there. I actually worked in BA Asia and that yeah. was um he'd be a city. The edge of. Right. Off of Hibiya Doria. Right, the edge go over of there. Hibiya City now, yeah. yeah. I used to. Park. Well, I used to walk to. Um, Hibiya Park? I used to walk to the bank sometimes. Right. Caucaside Building, it was called. Cucsai building, yes. Yeah, the big red one. Right. In fact, that's where. It's still there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. In fact, that's where my wife worked. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I met my wife at the Bank of America Christmas Party. Because yeah. <laughs> in those
0: days, you can actually get an. If you're an American, you could set up. Have your Bank of America account, because yeah. I went there and got an account. Yeah and have my account there,
1: Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, I remember I remember going there to, again to get some cash. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, right, you as could well. do that, right.
0: yeah. do the, Before you went to travel, you'd always go there, exchange your yen and the dollars, yeah. and vice, yeah. vice versa, because yeah. the dollar was a lot stronger Yeah, too, so.
1: yeah but the bank, yeah. the Commercial bank, Asia was in, say he'd be, he'd be a city, mm-hmm. and the bank, right. talk about the big red building, the big red building, by, yes. by the by Tokyo the the uh, yeah. Station. Tokyo Station, right, yeah. just
0: before you get to Tokyo Station. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, okay, so you were from Bank of America. You w- After you were here for a year, then you went to your, your, your favorite B- place. BFA your favorite a- place, Hong, Hong Kong. Kong <laughs>
1: which is, it would have been great had I gotten to Hong Kong first. Before right, coming but to you'd Japan. already been here. Um, but, I mean, Hong Kong is um, better in some respect. I mean, it's much better for sport. Squash. <laughs> right. The, the level of squash in Hong Kong is right. much higher, much deeper than in Japan. Right. Um, but So, I got... After, after six months in Hong Kong, I decided, no, I want to go back so to Kong. So you Tokyo. get to some
0: place that's civil, and people actually get in a queue, yeah. and, and if you stand on the curb, you don't have to worry about a car coming up on the curb, to <laughs> run over your
1: feet. But you think you'll find there's lots of people <laughs> who have been to Japan and come back a second time, or even third time, um, working overseas.
0: Right. But you know, i found the other two, that people that started in Hong Kong don't want to come to Japan because everything moves so slow.
1: Yeah. You get you, you get used to a certain The way. the
0: stock market here does not move. I no. mean really you can watch the sunset and nothing's yeah. gonna happen. It'd be yeah. the same thing. But in Hong Kong, poof very fast.
1: Yeah. So to get back to yeah. Tokyo, I left Bank of America and got a job at Union Bank of Switzerland UBS. Now this is
0: something you did purposely. Yeah. You not didn't have an executive circuit. Not because I had a problem
1: with Bank of America, but because I wanted to get back to Tokyo in terms of yeah. lifestyle and Okay. And work. But you weren't married yet,
0: but the, no. the person you were going to marry married. eventually was
1: already here. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So we returned to Tokyo in end of '86 for UBS, mm-hmm. and then we spent three years. Got married here, uh, had a child, and after the child was born, we decided. Well, I decided we'd go back to the UK in '89. You uh, planned on. Go- you didn't want to stay here. No, I thought it was right now. I had a family. We go back home to England. And um, raise your family there. Yeah, but um, what I didn't realise was, you know, obviously, marriage with Japanese. Um
0: she might have other opinion. Yes.
1: Well, she, was, my wife, was fluent in English, um, having worked in for for America. She was fluent in English, and but the difference between being fluent and culturally understand different countries. Mm-hmm. And and, my, and, my, and I also, when we moved back to England, we moved outside London. We moved to, I commuted into London. How long was your commute? An hour. Oh, so, <laughs> so basically, really outside the so basically you know, I was gone from six in the morning to <laughs> nine at night. Um, no kind of family time. So that didn't last very long. I mean, it was basically either, you know, I returned to Japan or the marriage was in trouble. So I decided, UBS decided, yes, you can go back to Japan for us. So I returned to Japan. In September 1990, I've not been back in England for 18 months. But mm-hmm. if
0: you had your choice, if it was up to you, would you have stayed there, even though you had an hour commute back and forth? Listen, your wife said, "Okay, it's no problem."
1: I mean, I enjoyed being in. I must be Japan special. I enjoy being in. in I enjoy being in Japan because I was special right. as a foreigner. Yeah, so yeah. in some still respects, are. still are Yeah, in uh, <laughs> some respect Japan made sense for me as well. But it mm-hmm. made sense for a personal perspective for my my family. Um, so I came back here in the end of 1990 and I've been here ever since. Okay. Um, Do you have intentions of going back? Wait and see what happens after COVID. Okay, so um, okay I mean, right. we're happy here, but mm-hmm. say, long story short, my daughter's now in England. Um, okay. So we're not sure yet, okay. but we'll see what happens after COVID. But mm-hmm. um, you like the gr- I mean, growing
0: up where you had all the sports available, all this greenery in it, now yeah. it's hard to come by. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to admit, if you're living mm-hmm. in the middle of Tokyo,
1: yeah, but Tokyo is so also a very beautiful city. It is, no, that's yeah. for sure, sure. Yeah. if you like
0: concrete, yeah. it's no problem. If you like yeah. concrete, steel, mm. a yeah. lot of asphalt, it's mm. really nice. I mean,
1: but one thing I do in England, I used to do in England regularly was play golf. I haven't played golf in Japan, since the 1990s. Because it's very expensive. It's very expensive. Thing? Very expensive. And, and very you have to go too time far. Time
0: can you spend all day to play yeah. one round.
1: That's the one. one Sport-wise, that's the one negative um, is... The golf. Second sure? thing I give is the is the football, or the soccer.
0: Right, but you're not giving up in you're not giving no. up any time for squash because no. you, you you're, no, you're can, on that court. Yeah. I think you've gotten your name etched in the floor I and the play wall and everything else.
1: I, I can <laughs> play more squash here even when my 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 daughter was grown up here. Like I could be allowed to play if I was in England with the wife and kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, because your commute was so long too. That's yeah. one thing. Yeah. My yeah. Goodness. Here, I've never lived outside. My longest commute from here is like 25 30 minutes. In it, yeah, that's the one thing I do like. See, I'm a, I'm
0: just the opposite. I like the country and I like to have the greenery every now and then. Mm. But I love the city. Yeah,
1: I I, I love the of the city. I wasn't a city person until I came to Japan. But being in Japan, you, yeah. you have to be in the city. You do, especially. Especially as a foreigner who doesn't, who understands Japanese and understands the Japanese person and personality, but doesn't really speak it, Mm -hmm. so I can't listen to Japanese TV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I listen to BBC or Mm. CNN or, you know, watch films in English, Um, which they have plenty of. Yeah,
0: I mean mm -hmm. now, but when Mm -hmm. we first came here. You were lucky if you got a VHR or something like that, VHS, you know, VHS, and you could watch that every now and then. So okay, so after you finished at the Bank of America, you came back from Hong Kong, you came back here. Did you you do that? UBS. UBS,
1: uh, and I went back to London with UBS, but that wasn't successful on a personal side. Became here in in end of nineteen ninety, working for UBS, and then I was actually approached by Lehman Brothers in ninety four. Joined Lehman Brothers in 94 to do the same job, um, fixed income selling corporate bonds to mm. Japanese, non Japanese investors overnight um, while the home markets were closed. Um, I left Lehman Brothers in the end of 97. Um, Lucky you. Lehman Brothers were going through a tough time and they mm. were downsizing, and, and I got downsized. Uh, it happens in, our, in the business. Always, oh yes, yes, um, yes. I got a job at um, Barclays, Barclays Capital. Um, mm-hmm. I was at Barclays Capital from 1998 till 2011, mm-hmm. um, a long time, um, but again... It, and when did you retire? I retired last year, I, I left Barclays in 2011 and joined Mizuho Bank, Mizuho Bank. Okay. Uh, doing the, the same job? Doing the same job, okay. and then in 90, 2014, my ex-boss at Barclays, who who had joined Jeffries in New York, uh, approached me to work for Jeffries in Tokyo. Um, so I started working for Jeffries in Tokyo in um, 2014 and then, say, retired in, say, June last year, having spent 49 years in the business.
0: So after 49 years, so did you always plan to retire after a while? And did you have any time, age, or did you have any well, particular I thought time? about
1: retirement as you do throughout the course of your career. I mean, as I said to you, uh, one of the things we did do was, uh, when I was younger was we applied to emigrate to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, um, through the process, we give you you loan them money for a five year period, interest mm-hmm. free, and they repay you after five years. That gives you the right citizenship. Um,
0: but you still have to live there. Yeah, I had to after live the there
1: after the getting citizenship. You had to live there for two years after the next uh, the next five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still working. Didn't really didn't see any chance of working in Canada It's a very different environment mm-hmm. um, so I let the, the citizenship lapse but luckily enough um, it applies to all members of the family and my daughter through, through the, through the um, citizenship um, went to, ended up going to school in, in Canada, boarding school Mm-hmm. And then went to you t- She went
0: there from the age of 15? 14. Yeah. 14,
1: yeah. By her own choice. Her own choice.
0: And I asked you during yeah. lunch, I said, you didn't plant a seed, nope. your wife not plant a I'm seed.
1: I mean, I'm from a very working class background. Um, so I left school at 16, my daughter left, left school at 15, my brother left school at 14. So you noticed um, the first in your family? My, first, my daughter's was my first in my family even to go to college. Wow.
0: Um,
1: and so it was her choice. Mm-hmm. To, she was going to Sacred Heart, which is a very good school in but mm-hmm. uh, It was an all-girls school and she wanted a change and we had some friends who, who just returned to Canada. One, he was Canadian, his wife was Japanese and they'd just been through the process a year before and found some schools and they had one school near where they lived, which was very good, called Ashbury College, mm-hmm. um, who were crying out for Japanese students.
0: Because so well, they were considering her Japanese? Yeah.
1: Okay. Because. She's half Japanese. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, even today. Does she look
0: more like you or your wife? She looks like me. So she didn't look Japanese then, if you she look at her, people she would think like she's. Looks like me.
1: Um, yeah. let's say, and one of the things about Japan which is very sad. So they,
0: she has to tell people sometimes that she actually has a Japanese mother.
1: Uh, you can see. Th- if I mean, we know because we live here. When she when she's in Japan, she looks Western. When she's in when she's in. Outside Indian of that, the she States, more Asian. You can see the Asian features. Teachers, she, okay. she, you can see she's, she's, she's half Japanese, half English. And you can tell by looking at her that she's half Japanese and half English. Okay. But she's more Japanese when she's in England or, or the States. Oh, interesting. she's more, Jap- uh, more English it when she's in, she's, she's in Japan. Okay. Um, so but that was her choice to go to Canada. And I said, never I dreamt that a daughter of mine would go to a boarding school in Canada. Yeah. A boarding school anywhere, for that would yeah. matter. And you and said, you said you and your wife said if there's anything... To this day it's the best thing we've ever done for our daughter. By far the board, best Sitting in a boarding school. but It was her choice and, and she was 14 and she was ready for it.
0: Did you, did you have kind of regrets thinking that ah, I don't want to let go of her yet or... Well,
1: I didn't have regrets mum... I must admit mum, I was very impressed with mum because mum agreed to it. And, <laughs> and then having agreed to it for, for the first five months she was there she had to go every month to see her. Cause
0: <laughs> you mean she actually flew back and forth five months in a row? Wow,
1: a week at a time for the first <laughs> for the first five. To months. make sure she's okay. She's okay. Right. No, she's trying to make sure uh, she's, she's okay. okay. And then, and then came Christmas. So Zoe came back to here. Um, she was having some second thoughts, but she went back to Canada. Um, Who was having second thoughts? Your wife your or your daughter? Was having se- second thoughts because she was now getting homesick. She's been in Canada for five months. After your wife went every month for five months? Yeah, but,
0: yeah, That's different. why she's getting homesick, because your, mother, your <laughs> wife was probably cooking for and everything right. else.
1: So my wife, I mean, my daughter's getting homesick, so she even, she even checked on the ASIJ website. Um, but then she went back to Canada after Christmas vacation, and it started snowing. Um, and there's a border every weekend in Canada. They went skiing. Mm-hmm. and so she started going skiing also the longer she was there the school she was at was 80 percent day students 20 percent boarders so okay. but they were attending the same class uh-huh. so she made more friends That's which right. were day students so she was invited oh sorry come over for the weekend we're going away for the country we're going away to ski um, so she was spending weekends out of the school right. but with Day students with normal Canadians, no, we're not right, Instead of the people that would just come from other countries, yeah, not organised right. weekends, right. right, right. And say, so, first, the friends of ours were acting as guardians um, for the first. Well, while she was at school, but after the first six months, I think even the first year, they only saw her two weekends. <laughs> Rest of the time, she was she was busy. She was taken care of. She was some things to do, so she was fine. So it worked out well for Zoe, um, and even then. After Christmas, that the first the first year, Mum never went again until June when school closed, and August or end of August, beginning of September when school started. So right. we'd, we'd go to Canada in August, and so we'd go in to Canada June. in June in and June June end of August, oh beginning September. Right. Um, was she, what was her degree in? What um, she studied. She basically studied home wasn't uh, it's to do with it's to do with it's to do with science but it's to do with the food industry i'm okay. not quite sure what okay. they call it but she now works for the Wellcome trust and she works for this is a, a big uh a big charity in the uk called the welcome trust she's actually a paid employee but she deals with um food food education nutrition nutrition, nutrition. she also specializes in Obviously, a lot of these supermarkets, a lot of these restaurants have you know, massive amounts of food which is approaching the sell-by date. Oh, I see. so th- they, they arrange to take that food and distribute it to, it to, to oh people, people need who need, need, it. need it. Oh, that's uh, and she say so she's uh, she now you know she runs you know, she's very very active in so like you know, So she of doesn't
0: food. talk about ever coming back to live in nah. Japan. She loves.
1: She loves the fact. I mean, it's, sometimes you can, be, you can be a child of a different race, like half, right. and you can be very not in either camp. Right, you know what that's that? true. But yes. Zoe loves the fact that she's half Japanese and half English. In an English. She loves the fact that mum and dad are in Japan, so she gets to come back
0: oh to come back to this part because she has a lot of fond memories and lots of love she loves she Japan. But she has,
1: still has friends here from school mm-hmm. and we love the fact that she's in England mm-hmm. I mean Zoe is say she's 31 and she's also said she's very smart one thing she did during the COVID um, she I mean, England does a lot, lot of bad things mm-hmm. one thing they did do was the injection system you know the injection system in Japan in England is very good one of the best in the world Zoe volunteered to work at a jab center six months ago. So she went away for a day to a hospital to be trained how to give Injection. injections. Right. She now works one day a week at King's Cross give giving injections. But because she's given injections, she's, she's had both her injections. She's 31. She's had both her injections. She gets tested every three days.
0: Every two days. Wow.
1: And also, she said, "She said that it's funny." Said, I had a Japanese. A Japanese coming into, into the clinic last week. And she was, They were so happy. Like, could speak to her in Japanese. I bet they were. Yeah. I bet they were. Because she could explain to them in Japanese. Exactly, Japanese exactly. What was going? I mean, they were, They could speak English because obviously right. most Japanese in, in England can speak a certain amount of English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she could explain to them in Japanese what was going on what was happening, what was the next step to it. And they said they were so happy to speak Japanese to her. Mm-hmm. But say for the for, 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 for mum and dad, we're very happy because so Zoe's been fully vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. I am 66. I get vaccinated Soon, the first yeah. time in two weeks time. Mm-hmm. My wife expects it to hear sometime in September.
0: You're retired now. Yeah. So how do you spend your days?
1: Well, because of the COVID, I mean, I've not been on vacation my wife's not been on vacation we've not been anywhere we've not traveled outside tokyo mm.
0: but so see once it lifts what do you plan on doing what? let's say for the f- first couple of months what do you see your life being like let's oh, say said, no more masks everyone's mm-hmm. good all we're in like to back to lighting. england
1: and see family and friends that's and see, what you do? see our daughter yes. we haven't seen her our daughter comes home oh, you wouldn't bring person. her here you'd go there well she'll come here at christmas okay but we haven't seen her since It started for almost two years, so we basically um, we'd, we'd like to go and see her.
0: But the one thing I have to say, Trevor, that I like about us in this era is the fact that technology has made it so that we really don't feel like we did when we were younger. Yeah. We get to see them FaceTime. It's like yeah. being there. So you're going to know every pimple she's had. Yeah, how she styled her hair because yeah. we get to see each other. Yeah, I mean, and Zoe, that's been the saving grace, don't I mean, you think?
1: I agree. It's very fun. fun every
0: weekend. And, and you get to see her, and you know, you know you know, her, you know whatever you're seeing at her place, You can show you her, her place. Yeah. Everything. I
1: have a two, her and her mother <laughs> yeah. have a two-hour phone call. We have a. I have a two-minute phone call with my daughter. And right. my, my wife's on the phone for two hours. It's fine. Yeah, you because know, I can tell. There you know, was all I need to do is listen to Zoe's voice mm-hmm. and once you hear that when you talk to someone you turn the, the voice what's up right you know especially you know. your daughter especially your yeah. daughter. yes so talked to her for two minutes oh she sounds fine great you know and the the thing, she, she, she went she went on, uh, she was I went on her first vacation for over a year last week she went to Scotland she went up to the island of mole um, you know traveling around Scotland had a ball yeah a had good a good time, time. You know, See
0: the nice pictures. thing too; they don't have to send pictures. They say, "Dad, look," yeah. and just show you. <laughs> yeah, that's completely
1: exactly. different. Yeah. But I'd I like understand. to, you know, we ha- I have not left Japan for over two years, yeah. um, and until COVID is sorted, there's no point. Even if you know, even with the injections, there's no, there's no point until everyone's. That's it's true. true. Really really, that's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trevor, I want to thank you for the time. My pleasure for doing this, not knowing what you were going to do, no. never no. doing anything like this before, first, not knowing how to never seen any of these, yeah. not knowing at all. I thank you so much for thank taking the time much. to do this. Thank you very much. it Yes. I want to tell all of you, thank you for watching this podcast. Make sure that you click like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Mm-hmm. As I always say, it's all on loan, and keep reaching for the stars.